You're listening to the Keef to the City podcast. We're gonna turn these dreams into an empire, empire, into an empire, empire, into an empire, empire. All right, the Yankees win the four-game series. Not only win it, but sweep the Red Sox, their second sweep of the season against the Red Sox to improve to 7-0 and against their rival. And I guess the rivalry will be on pause now for a while. The Red Sox, not only are they bad, but they're probably the worst team in baseball. I mean, they're right there with the Pirates. They're at least the worst team in the American League. Their starting pitching is horrible. Their bullpen's horrible. Their lineup has, what, three or four guys in it who can really do damage, who possibly even belong in a major league lineup. Uh, and the Yankees took care of business against them. They did what they needed to do after sweeping them in a three-game series at Yankee Stadium a couple weeks ago. They take all four games this past weekend to run their winning streak to now six straight games. They outscored Boston 31-13 to over the weekend. They're 7-0 and against them. They've won 10 straight against the Red Sox for the first time since 1952-53. There's <laughs> not really much to say about it other than the fact that I'm used to seeing Yankees-Red Sox games that are four, four and a half hours, games that are grinded out uh, where every single pitch matters. And now you're watching games where the Yankees take a big lead early. They don't relinquish the lead. And they either win or they blow out the Red Sox. And outside of that game where Judge hit the home run to come back a couple weeks ago, it was pretty much smooth sailing in these first seven games against the Red Sox. They're the doormat of the AL East. They've been beat up on by now both Tampa and the Yankees. And... The broadcast the other day mentioned something about how they were at one. I think they were three and twenty-one in their last twenty-four against the Yankees and Rays, and that's before they lost the next two games to the Yankees. So they're somewhere around three and twenty-three against the Yankees and Rays over the last twenty-six games, which is just you just wouldn't believe it. This is a team that two years ago won the World Series, and now they're already ten and a half games behind in the AL East. The season's three weeks old. So the Yankees are 16-6 and six now, 10 games above 500. They're two and a half games up on Tampa uh, in the standings, three games in the loss column, the all-important loss column, which is really what anyone should go by. But this weekend was great. It was, e- it was easy wins. Everyone did their job. Garrett Cole did his job. The Yankees won a James Paxton start. They won a Jay Happ start. Jordan Montgomery was cruising before his start got cut short by a rain delay so the starting pitching was great they didn't even need to use Masahiro Tanaka who's their clear number two starter he'll open the series on Tuesday against Tampa everything just went well and when you lose John Carlos Stanton and you lose Aaron Judge and you lose DJ LeMahieu to the injured list you'd think things wouldn't go well but as Luke Voigt said after he hit two home runs on Monday night we have the deepest team in baseball, he said. And the Yankees do have the deepest team in baseball. And that's why they can afford to lose Stanton at Judge and LeMahieu and just keep chugging along as if nothing's changed. And they did this last year, too. You certainly have to praise the front office for the job they've done creating this depth. Um, and when you put out what looks to be a spring training roster with Hicks batting first, followed by Voigt and Clint Frazier, who wasn't even on the team a week ago, and you got Glaber Torres fit fourth, Gary Sanchez, fifth, Miguel Andujar back up in the majors at sixth, Tyro Estrada at seventh, Eric Kratz at eighth, and Tyler Wade at ninth. That's a March lineup in Tampa. That might even be a road game lineup in Tampa. That's spring training lineup. And the Yankees won with it, and they won pretty easily. Luke Voigt homers twice. Tyro Estrada hits a home run. Aaron Hicks hits a home run. I mean, that's depth. That's the deepest team in baseball right there. And you look at what the Dodgers are doing in the National League, and you hope that maybe we'll get a Yankees-Dodgers World Series finally this October. 
but they don't have this kind of depth. They couldn't sustain these kind of injuries. Nobody could. No team can. You lose your starting right fielder, your whatever left fielder DH, your starting second baseman who plays all over the infield, essentially three out of the first four hitters in your lineup, and you just keep on winning. It's what we saw last year, and we've seen it again this year. This depth is remarkable. So 10 games above 500 now, 16 and 6, and a chance to really win the division this week. That's not an exaggeration. The Yankees sweep the Rays this week at Yankee Stadium, and the division would be over, essentially. You'd be six games up at the season, basically halfway over. And halfway over in this terms is only 30 games. So we're getting to that point now where you start to think, do that math, do the, if the Yankees go 500, what does this team need to do? If they play one game over 500, what do the Rays need to do? We're getting close to that. You're 10 games over 500, 22 games into the season, and a chance to really do some damage here this week against Tampa. If the Yankees were to win all three games, whew, the Rays would be done. And even winning two out of three, you rip three games off the schedule. You rip three head-to-head matchups off the schedule, and you'd even be up another game. So you'd be up four games in the loss column at worst with two wins. But we can't have what happened a couple weeks ago in the trap. We can't have the Yankees losing three out of when they lost three out of four. We can't have them dropping two out of three. They can't be getting swept. They need to do to the Rays in Yankee Stadium what the Rays did to them at the Trop. And they have their pitching lined up to do it. They have Masahiro Tanaka in game one. They've got Garrett Cole in game two. They've got James Paxton on Thursday. They have the pitching lined up exactly how you'd like it. Obviously, in a postseason series, you'd like to flip-flop Cole and Tanaka, but and probably put Montgomery instead of Paxton, but for now, that's as good as you get it. Random chance that it would line up this way, Tanaka, Cole, Paxton. That's pretty good. No Hap. He'll pitch this weekend against the Mets, and I don't know what Hap's talking about. He's saying he had a bad conversation with Aaron Boone about his, I don't know, about not starting, how he didn't start, skip. He should be lucky he's still on the team. He should be lucky he got to start this past weekend. I don't, I wrote he didn't deserve a start with the Yankees ever again. So he did well. But it was also the Red Sox, who are clearly, they're just waiting for this season. I mean, this season can't come to the end soon enough for them. And it sucks that it's only a 60-game season, because it would be great if the Red Sox fans had to sit through this for 162 games. They're already 11 games under 500, and they're buried in the division. They're buried in the postseason race. Their season's over, and they still got to do this for another six weeks. It's too bad they didn't have to do it for six months. But yeah, I don't know what Hap's talking about. What kind of conversation could come out of your first few starts that was anything but bad? So he's lucky he's still in the rotation. He's lucky the Yankees haven't gone down and gotten Davey Garcia or Clark Schmidt and given them a chance to take his rotation spot, which they should have done by now. Cap will get another chance. And now I hope that one start didn't buy him several more starts. He should be on a start-to-start basis. He should be pitching for his job every single time he takes them out. He hasn't earned enough credit and goodwill to keep going. He had a horrible last season, and that's continuing to this season. And he's had one good start, and it came against the worst team in baseball. So Jay Happ needs to realize every start is basically the last start of his career, potentially. Hey, no complaining here. The Yankees have won six straight, back up to 16-6, and six, erased everything that happened in Philadelphia and Tampa. And look at them at home, 10-0 and at home, 6-6 six and six on the road. So they're 10-0 and at home. They haven't lost... A home series, I believe, in now 25 straight home series. Home field advantage matters. If there's going to be games played at each team's respective home field in October, the Yankees need to make sure they play the most games at Yankee Stadium. doesn't matter there's no fans. This team doesn't seem to lose at Yankee Stadium. They're built for it. Like I say, power hitting, power pitching. They're built to play at Yankee Stadium. They're built to win there. They keep on winning there. And they need to keep on winning there this week. Three games against the Rays. Huge three games. 
chance to bury the Rays or the Rays a chance to erase the deficit once again. It'll be Masahiro Tanaka, Garrett Cole, and James Paxton. Three huge games, as big as games you can get in a 60-game season for games 23, 24, and 25, but they are big. That'll do it for today. I'll be back on Wednesday to talk about the first Yankees-Rays game. Thanks for listening. Sit down.